Hello, dear friends. Welcome to Let's Talk About Jesus with Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. We're so glad to be with you today. Once again, this month is a very special month for me because it marks 43 years of being the senior pastor of the Holy Church of God right here in Tampa, Florida, an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974. And uh, also it marks time passing. I'm turning 70 this month. (laughs) Amen. Inside of me, I feel like I could run through a troop and jump over a wall. Uh, However, the outside of me uh, isn't going to do that much running and jumping. But I do have uh, this this wonderful sense of of God's Spirit within me, prompting me, prodding me, helping me, amen, to stay on fire for God. I don't want the flame of the first love for Him uh, to... to, Quit burning brightly in my life. I want to keep it rekindled. Amen. I want the first love to be as strong today as it was when I first came to Jesus. And I want to stir up the gift that is within me and preach as long as I have breath to preach. You know, there was a preacher of old as we go to our subject today. His name was Uncle Bud Robinson, and he preached the gospel uh, to people having little or no uh, formal education, and uh, and yet the anointing of the Lord, the fire of God, was upon him, and many souls have been swept into the kingdom of God through not only a man that didn't have an educational background, but he wasn't eloquent in his delivery. He he had a speech impediment. Some people came to hear him speak uh, just to laugh at his delivery, and yet somewhere, as he preached the gospel with a pure heart, with the fire of God, in his life through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, they would come under conviction and come to Christ as their Savior. You see, it is the touch of God on the on the message and on the minister and in, and on the Word of God itself that can touch the human heart. Amen. Our initial target is the ear, and we're so glad that you are listening to hear the gospel. You know, the Scripture said. Uh, 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 How shall they believe upon him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall he go except he be sent? And I'm just happy to to be one of those many voices that have been sent to bring the message of the gospel to all who will hear it. And we believe as it enters the ear, the Holy Spirit's going to take it deeper and have it lodged in the human heart. And so, so we're glad to be with you today to celebrate the continuation of an evangelistic outreach through the media. If you have ever considered getting on the radio, which is far uh, less expensive uh, than television, people still listen <laughs> to the radio. People are still hearing. We had last week a contact from New York State uh, 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 who who was commenting 
on Let's Talk About Jesus and uh, someone who actually listens while they prepare dinner. Uh, uh, Five days a week, they have downloaded from our website recent editions of Let's Talk About Jesus. But these originate right here on this radio station in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, and through the Internet, anywhere in the United States of America, anywhere in the world. Uh, Not too long ago, we had a response uh, from South Africa, from a South African minister and pastor who not only listens to our broadcast, but uh, adopted our statement of faith as their statement of faith uh, to be in like faith. Uh, And we're just so happy that we can have a global influence. Uh, A little preacher, uh, that means I'm not tall. It doesn't mean that. And I'm not tall, by the way. (laughs) Amen. But it means, amen, that a preacher that without the media could never have the kind of influence that God has allowed us to have. But because of the media, you see this station, WMAF, it also broadcasts, simulcasts, through the World Wide Web. That means anyone, anywhere in America can listen to Let's Talk About Jesus, just like you are, and anywhere in the world that anyone has a computer connected to the web can listen to what you are hearing right there in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia. And if anyone in the listening audience is a minister and you have considered how to get your message, which is the gospel, I am sure if you're a Christian minister, to get the gospel to the world, and you are not a worldwide evangelist, and and you don't have a name that would be recognized around the world, I would suggest strongly that you pray about radio ministry. It is highly effective. However, it'll be a long time between hearing from people. I have heard a statistic years ago when we first went into radio, uh, before we came uh, here to WMAF uh, and discovered this station and this outreach. Uh, I have heard for every response you get, whether by a phone call or a letter, for every one that you get a response from, there is at least a thousand that you may never hear from, but you are reaching. (laughs) Praise God. So uh, I'm just saying today that every Christian minister that preaches from the Word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, I believe the Lord wants you to get that message where He wants it to go. Amen. And the media and the means through the media is here today. And I'm so thankful to be on the air today sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with you. Hallelujah. If you don't know the Lord, please be our very special guest today as we begin to minister on the subject, the love of God, faith's strong foundation. Faith's strong foundation. Notice I said the love of God, not the power of God, Uh, not even the presence of God with us, but the love of God for us is the foundation stone uh, for our faith, because the Bible does speak of the faith that worketh by love. Amen. We're going to take our text today from Psalm 36 and verse 7. Psalm 36 and verse 7. And it simply says this, How excellent 
is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. How excellent is thy loving kindness. This is not only about his integrity. This is not only about the fact that God is a God of truth. A God who not only doesn't lie, but a God who is so holy that the scriptures declare he cannot lie. And he never changes in that, that, that pure, holy character. He said, I, I, will, I, I will not lie unto David. I will not. As if he was making a choice. But in reality, as he vowed never to lie to David, he was saying, I cannot lie. And therefore, I will not lie. But it is the loving kindness. Some people are trying to stand on the word just because it is absolutely true. And not standing on the word because they know something unchanging,able uh, and intimate and personal about the one who gave it to us, who sent it to us, who spoke it to us, hallelujah, by his spirit and through the Bible. Oh, friend of mine, I just am so glad to declare this message because God's love is incredible and it is indisputable and it is indispensable. We can't do without it. We can't stand firm in faith if the circumstances around us can somehow reinforce Satan's lie to us that God, if he loved us, would not allow this to happen. If he loved us, he would do this or he wouldn't do that. Oh, friend of mine, one thing that we need to settle in our faith is that God loves you and God loves me. Yes, even if you are a sinner today, God loves you enough and loved you enough and still loves you enough to give his only begotten. And Jesus loves you enough to go to the cross and stay on the cross. Make no mistake about it. Those nails, those spikes did not hold him to the tree. What held him there was his love for you and his desire to forgive your sin, to seal you with the Holy Spirit, to have you live forever with Him in the place He has prepared. In fact, to bring you back with Him to live here in a new heaven and a new earth forever and ever, age without end. Praise God. So let's read verse 7 once again of Psalm 36. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. I really like the Amplified. It says, how precious is your steadfast love. And one paraphrase reads, how eager we are to run under your wings. You see, when you have a revelation and a realization of just how much God loves you and how persistent and consistent his love is for you, you will find it very, very easy to trust in him. When any trouble comes, you know, the Bible said the name of the Lord. And by the way, when, when God reveals himself, 
by a name that men have attached to him because something they have learned and are convinced about his character. Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Repha, the Lord that heals, Jehovah Sikinu, the Lord our righteousness. Whatever men have discovered about him and through God's Spirit leading them and God revealing it to them and their experience with him, whatever we know about him, he is <laughs> and he always will be. And one thing is absolutely sure, God is love, the scripture declares, and he loves you, and he loves me today. And the Bible said the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous runneth into it and are safe. Hallelujah. When you put your trust in God in the time of trouble, you're not running from the devil. You're running to God. When the devil brings circumstances and people and, and, and situations into your life to do you harm. And I want you to know God welcomes you with open arms because he loves you. Just because he loves you. Nothing stimulates us to trust the Lord more than a revelation and a realization of his great love for you and his great love for me. And because of his great love, the God of the Bible has a tender heart. Because of God's great love for us, his heart is easily touched. God does not sit aloof in his heaven with little or no concern over his creation. He came down in the person of Jesus Christ to feel our human condition, to experience our troubles, trials, to become our Savior and our friend. And I want to read this, this uh, qualifying scripture for that statement in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. Listen carefully. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore in light of what we just read, let us therefore, verse 16 declares, come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of any need. We should not have halting hearts, but rather eager hearts, trusting that his love for us will never falter and his love for us will never fail. I want to read this from the Amplified. I like this. It says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities and liability to the assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted in every respect as we are, yet without sinning. Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us, 
sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help, and well-timed help coming just when we need it. (laughs) You know, I've heard many times the statement, God may not be there when you want him, but he will be there just in time. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. This bold faith, this consoling confidence is ours because we believe that our needs have touched his heart. Hallelujah. Because he cares for us that deeply. And when people discover his great love and his tenderness, thy loving kindness in the Old Testament, it was the Hebrew word hasid or pronounced hasid. And when people discovered that about his character, then faith grew to run to him, to turn to him, to look to him when the troubles and the trials of life came upon them and the circumstances went, went chaotically out of their control. They turned to a God that they knew cared about them and would hear them when they called unto him. Hallelujah. There are two imperatives, a bold faith or absolute trust. And they are, number one, God exists. He is real. Christ came into this fallen world to reveal him. And that he loves you and he loves me. And therefore he responds to us when we put our trust in him. Hebrews eleven six is very clear. Listen to what it says. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God Here's the first imperative, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him or literally to seek him out is the way it would be worded in the Greek. So the real issue of having faith in God for our needs and and trusting him in our troubles is not that God is all wise, uh, uh, that he is omniscient and he knows how to help us, or God is all powerful, omnipotent, and is able to help us, but rather that God is love and he will help us. Praise God. You see how vitally important this foundation stone of faith is, how Excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the sons of men, they put their trust under the shadow of thy wing. Listen to Psalm 17, verse 7 and 8. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of thine eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Remember what Jesus said in the New Testament? O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how many times would I have taken you under my wing as a mother hen does her chicks, but you would not? You know, I have seen this with my own eyes. 
um, a, a, a great aunt or a great great aunt. Somehow in my family tree, there was a, a great aunt. I'll never forget her, Aunt Dora. She raised chickens for the eggs, and in her backyard was a fenced-in area, and the chickens were in there, and the biddies that she that that that, that were in that yard. It, thunderstorms here in in South Central Florida. You all Floridians know how they can come up just like that, and and you could hear the thunderclap sometimes without even any warning that it's going to occur, but suddenly there is a shotgun blast. There's like a bomb going off, and and you know the lightning is near, and it's a it is a a fearful event when it occurs close to you. And a, a thunderclap happened before the clouds even uh, arrived uh, fully. You could see the storm coming, and and uh, the little chicks were terrified. And the mother hen lifted her wings, and they ran under the shadow of those wings. And then she closed those wings over them. Oh, friend of mine, there are so many things can happen to our faulty bodies in this fallen world that that can horrify us and terrify us and threaten us. And where do we go? Where do we go when those storm clouds come and those claps of thunder and those threatening lightning blasts? We run to the one that we know is holding his wings open to receive us. We come boldly before the throne of grace, (laughs) hallelujah, to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. In Satan, surely you and I have a great enemy, but in Jesus Christ, we have a great ally. In the story in the new covenant of blind Bartimaeus, it makes it very clear that his faith makes its appeal to the tender heart or the mercies of God. Mark ten forty six through 52. Listen to it today. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, with a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him, saying that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. His faith's appeal was the mercy of God the loving kindness of God, the Hasid of God that caused mercy to flow because of his great love. And Jesus stood still in verse 49 and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou? that I should do unto thee. The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus 
in the way. Thy faith has made you whole. Faith in God's power to heal alone? No. Just that God is all-powerful and all-knowing? No. Faith's target with God's heart of love and compassion. He was convinced God had that power. That's a given. But he would also equally convinced that God would release that power in his life. And the target of his faith was the tender heart of God, the tender heart of Jesus Christ. If thou wilt, thou can make me whole, was the cry of the leper. And Jesus' answer should resonate and reverberate even to you and I today. I will. You see, we must believe that He is. And if He is, He exists. He must be all-powerful. He must be all-knowing. And He must be omnipresent. He must be uh, not just sitting aloof in His heaven, but distinctly, directly involved in the affairs of the object of His love. Oh, friend of mine, God is not sitting distant in his heaven. I know there will be times in your Christian life when you will pray because you've been emotionally rocked or shocked like that thunderclap. Oh, friend, when that occurs, don't stand in panic and question. Run to him. (laughs) Hallelujah. For he holds his wings open. And you see, faith It's not based on how you feel at that moment, but what you know at that moment. The scripture is very clear, not while we look not at the things which are seen, for they are temporal. But we look at, isn't that an incredible statement? We don't look at the physical material world or the immediate circumstances that that may surround us. Amen. We don't look at the things which are temporal. But we look at the things which are eternal, beginning with God Himself and His promise to us and His presence with us and a knowledge and understanding of His character, His unchanging character of love and mercy and compassion. And because of that tender heart of God, He has tenacious love. I want to say that again. Because of His tender heart, God has tenacious love. It is unfailing love, love that just won't let you go. Hallelujah. I've often stated it's not your grip on God that gives such courage and strength, but it's rather acknowledging His grip on you when you simply put your trust in Him. We used to sing that great old hymn about the love of God. Life is filled with swift transition. Naught of this old world shall stand. Put your trust in things eternal and hold to God's unchanging hand. You know, God promised ancient Israel, I will, I will uphold you. Don't be afraid. I'm committed to you. In love, and because of my love, I've come into a covenant. And because of thy tenacious love, I wanted to to attach it to you by covenant. Hallelujah! Praise God! So hold to the hand 
Remember the song a few years ago? It sounds so simplistic, but it's so full of truth. Amen. About being in his hands. That 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 song that 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 talked about just holding to the Lord's hand. Like this great hymn that says that says, Trust him who will not leave you. Whatsoever years may bring, if by earthly friends forsaken, still more closely to him cling. And then when your journey is completed, when the valley you pass through, fair and bright, the home in glory, your enraptured soul will view. Hold on to the hand that is holding on to you. God told ancient Israel, don't be afraid. I will uphold you with the right hand, the hand of dexterity and power of my righteousness. And what motivated that power to be released was his great love that he sat upon them by covenant. Hold, friend, to God's unchanging hand. Listen to John 27 through 30 in the new covenant as we close. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give to them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. God's grip on you. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Today, as we close this broadcast, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that if you don't know the Lord as your Savior, that you will come to Him, that you will repent of your sin, that you will take hold of the hand of the man from Galilee, that you will put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee, because He's reaching out right now. Run under His wings. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.